And welcome back, folks, to what is going to be, I'm calling season three of The Scuttle. Uh, kind of crazy that this is year three and season three. The Scuttle humble beginnings in 2018 and has really, uh, really kept the train going. We've had a few additions, had a few wrinkles this year, and I'm really excited for another year of content and really excited to get things kicked off with none other than Fez. Fez, how you doing? Good, man. It is so good to be back on the pod. I took a long break, longer than most, <laughs> from fantasy football. And uh, it's good to start thinking about it again. Draft's coming up. It's a new year. It's a new, it's a new me. Amen. In more ways than one. So we are. That's, we're ready. That's true. Yeah, it was. Uh, Fez, I mean, you took you took a lumping. Mm-hmm. It's. We'll talk a little bit more about that later in the pod. But you took it like a man. And, and now you're on to bigger and better things, you know? That's right. We literally can only go up from here. So that is absolutely true. And we will certainly talk about your uh, performance this year and your thoughts on it and those sorts of things. Uh, but before we get into that, how's life? It's been a, been a minute. I know we had we had a break. There's a lot going up on the hill. Uh, what's what's been new with you? Uh, it's good, man. Things are going really well. Um, you know, we just we just re-upped our lease uh for our Ooh, apartment so okay. here for another year um you know still loving the guys that i live with and kind of our we're getting a little closer with our neighbors um some cute girls that live downstairs so we are um we're, we're really having a good time in dc yeah. um it's been it's been really it's been a really good year outside of football hey that's good man i mean uh, you know it's there's there's if it's if it's it's probably fantasy is the best place to fail at if you got to fail in something, you know? Yeah, it's only like, I don't know what our dues are up to now, 130 bucks. <laughs> it's, it's just money. Alex Gertz called it a social club, and I uh, I thought that was a pretty pretty apt pretty apt uh, description. But, well, it's great to hear you're doing well, man. I'm glad uh, glad you re-upped, glad DC's still treating you well. Um, yeah, same, same with you. I'm glad, uh, glad to hear things are rolling in the right direction for you as you're preparing your cross-country move this year yep that's this year yeah it's been a i was actually just chatting with my boss today around some logistical stuff about that so uh yep i think little little, uh relocation uh bonus yeah just you know there's a lot to figure out (laughs) with uh a move and i still want to come back to the midwest because my parents are here so there were some conversations going around but yeah uh Still looking for like an August time frame, maybe. Honestly, the fantasy draft location will impact uh, that decision as well a little bit. So a lot of moving pieces, wow. but uh, wow. okay. yeah, there's still, right. still some still some things I'm figuring out. But yeah, it's been it's been good. Um, so with, you know, I know Fez, you had we we talked a little bit before this pod. Uh, there were some things you wanted to clear the air on. Um, so I'll kind of let you take the floor here and kind of talk about your uh, your read on the 2019 fantasy football year. 
<laughs> so this uh, this year is not what we not what we hope for. I don't think it's what any fantasy owner hoped nope. for. Um, and I remember being on the other side of it too and watching Imhoff. It's not something you like to see. No. Nope. So I I appreciate everyone bearing with me. Um, you know I did. I I am by the mat by the numbers statistically two hundred percent better than Ian Imhoff's last play season. Wow, two hundred percent, huh? So two wins, two wins to zero, <laughs> to zero wins. I think that's literally infinitely better because zero is. Uh, I'm pretty sure that makes you infinitely better than Imhoff from that sort of percentage. But uh, hey, you 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 said it, not me. <laughs> um, the, the champion has spoken, everyone. I'm infinitely better than Ian Imhoff's last place. Um, so walk me through it, man. Like, what what is what were you? What was it like as you kind of saw the season slip through your fingers, and what were your thoughts on the group, your group me activity, and what was your strategy there, and and that whole sort of kind of play by play. Week week one through four, week one through five was just absolute panic, <laughs> <laughs> like absolute panic. I was like, I need a win, like I need it, like I need anything. <laughs> And I think I lost the game by, like, a point and a half. And I was like, that's it. That's as close as I'm going to get. <laughs> I needed it to just turn, like... And it was it was bad. And I, you know, panic is panic is poisonous. It spreads. It is. It spreads quickly. It does. It's Yeah, it's, it starts at the top and works your way down, man. <sighs> like, I was in my own head for, like, just... It was bad. I was texting him off. I was like, when when do I hit the panic button? He was like, about oh, week five. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was it was tough. It was tough. And we traded. We had some choice trades, I think. Some some not tro- not so choice trades. But you know what? I'm, I'm fine with it. I think, you know, I'm pleased with my overall effort. I could have very easily just not been active on the waiver wire and not really done anything and just been resigned to my fate but i have more pride than that and i went out there and i got two wins including a high score of the week yes yeah fez this is really worth calling out so my grandpa we had a game we had this card game that we played in my in my family for decades and in the game he would always say that it's it was five hands and if he was getting even if he was dead last going into the last hand he would say, you know what, if I win this last hand, I win the whole thing. He would just tell people that. Like, I don't care what you guys say. Uh, and your performance in that last week reminded me a lot of my grandpa. Just like, you know what, I'm still out, I'm still out here hunting. I'm still making plays. And to end with 140-plus points in the final week is really commendable. Yeah, and I think um, we touched on this a little bit, but I think you know if you take a look at my roster for that week, it's a pretty good team. Yeah, it, it, it truly is. I was kind of stunned, like, looking I back think, through it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, they're, you know, the last, so that week, that was, what, week 13? Yep. Is that, I mean, weeks 14 through 17, I think they all put up great numbers. Yeah, I mean. Like, Mostert is a, is a man on fire. Yep, Ingram was solid as well. James White, I mean, uh. Doyle as well. You had you had some pieces that were actually kind of trending in the right direction near the end of the I, I year. Came up, I came up about five wins short of a playoff 
that's okay. Yeah, that is otherwise, okay. Otherwise, maybe my name would be on the trophy. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, it was a really, really strong performance. And it's got to be said, too, Fez, that while you might have not made an impact yourself on the playoffs, you beating Ian Kyle did create an absolute shitstorm going in to that uh, to that final week of the play or final week of the regular season, and and it does feel very on brand for you to just kind of fuck it up right at the end, you know. Just... I love to stir the pot. <laughs> it just you really that. that's that's a nice backslash from <laughs> that... <laughs> from the top of some platform just. Right on Gertz while he's Captain Sam is trying to beat Dan. I just, that's his last life. <laughs> You're right, Fez. That is an excellent backslash from the top of one, from the top of the highest platform to just dick Bill over. Just a good, yep. clean backslash from the top to dick Bill. Um, See ya, Bill. Bye, Bill. You're dead now. Not this year. Nope. No siree. So there was some sweet poetry at the end of it, and uh, you took it like a champ. You took it on the chin. Um... And I and I really do, uh, I really do admire. I feel like you gave a gave folks a way to take last praise with pride. Yeah, that's you know I and to be honest, I had him off as an example. I think that he was demeaned and degraded like <laughs> we have not seen in this league before, and he did it with as much of a smile as as you could. Yeah. So, <laughs> he... um, Demeaned and degraded is is the accurate uh, description there. It was a tough. He he also took it well. It's it's good. It's a good precedent for the league to be uh to take those things well. You know. So good on you, yep. my man. Yep. Um, any other speaking last? Of, speaking of Imhoff's, you know, demeaning and degrading yes. three hours in Arizona. I I got the mail earlier today. I don't don't have a calendar yet. Oh, I, I, it's so funny you say that, Fez. I also checked my calendar, and I also had not received one. It's uh, weird. It's I, almost like, it's almost like we're talking to, like, the two or three people that might be able to do something about this, Bill. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know when they think Christmas is, but they, uh, they certainly, certainly miss that one. Uh. Please. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a. Who knows if those calendars will ever come? At this point, I, I feel like they might just be kind of be like a, uh, you know, like a unicorn or like. Uh, yeah, I this don't know. This is gonna be purely theoretical. Be like the, the camera at the end of the Hangover, where they find all the pictures of the night before. Like that's that's the only way we're gonna remember that that weekend is just mm-hmm. on Joe's GoPro in some. Some video footage. We're taking videos of it all. Yeah, and then Spears actually did make an excellent uh, video of that weekend. Yes, but that was fun. Who knows when we'll ever, if we'll ever get those? I, I've, I tend, I kind of think of it as like I'm trying to put it in my head that we'll never get one, and then one day it'll just be a nice little surprise. You know, like if I get it, it'll just be a little like cherry on top. You know, I, I do like surprises. I do too. I, I do, do like too. surprises. Um. But Fez, did you have any other fantasy thoughts? I know you had some NFL talk you wanted to get to as well. Any other things you wanted to let league owners be aware of? No, just, you know, infinitely better than Ian Imhoff, I think, <laughs> sums it up. Hey, man, just to put a pin in that, uh, infinitely yep. better than Ian Imhoff. Um, well, great. Well, I know, I mean, equally, too, been some quite a bit of NFL news. Obviously, we haven't had this pod since 
I think like week 12 of the regular season. So obviously a ton of things to cover. We'll just focus on the highlights from your perspective, Fez. What, what's been your read on the playoffs, the Eagles? What, what's caught your eye so far? Well, I mean, first and foremost, I think Derrick Henry is uh, hes a machine. He's, he's the Terminator. Incredible performance. I, I mean, it's, that was what an incredible run. I was texting him off. He likes the he likes the bet. It's well known, and uh, he said he won like three hundred dollars or three hundred bucks, three hundred fifty bucks in two weeks off of him. So great. I mean, that's a good run for our, you know for anybody. Unfortunately, I hopped on the the Titans train uh, last week against the Chiefs, so I lost a hundred dollars. But that's okay. Damn. Okay. You know, it's fine. But hey. I'm, I'm happy to see Andy Reid get a shot. Um, I think this is his best chance uh, to get one. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really did open up for Andy Reid nicely to have to face, you know, the Texans and the Titans, no Patriots, no Lamar. Um, and I agree. I, I'm, I'm hoping for the best for Andy. I think he is a really good coach and would love to would love to see him get one here. Yeah, so, and, and then, you know, Mahomes continues to solidify himself as the best player in the league. I yeah. I think, like, hands down. Like he kind of was, he got hurt this year, so he kind of was quiet. Lamar Jackson was just, you know, a man, you know, out of this world. Um, but Patrick Mahomes is still, this is still his league. Everyone else is just playing in it, so he is. Uh, it's his time to shine. Yep, and you know, Lamar's got to take some lumps yet. I think, uh, you know, I think he got kicked in the he got kicked in the face, and he didn't really recover well. And he'll learn. You know, he'll. he'll He'll come back, but for, as of right now, it's really hard. I mean, Mahomes down 24-0, didn't bat an eye, or 21-0, didn't bat an eye. You know, they put up 24 straight. I mean, they're just a, they're just a force to be reckoned with. So I I would love to see the Chiefs get it, but, man, the 49ers just gave two good, clean pipings to the Packers yeah. and the Vikings. Like, they didn't even flinch. No. Like, it was... They, they look really good. Their defense is really good. I mean, really, Jimmy really G going 6 of 8 and throwing for 77 yards. And winning handily is just, it's it's really kind of tough to believe in this day and age that that's even possible. And one of those passes was a freaking screen pass that he threw to Debo. Like, it's unbelievable yep. Yep. how little they ask of him and how dominant they still can be. Yeah, he is. He's really stepped up and just looks so calm yes like like Patrick Mahomes is is calm but he's way more athletic I Mm -hmm. think than Jimmy G you know he's just he can run more he's more like Lamar Jackson but like Jimmy G will just stand there and just let the world collapse around him and make a perfect throw I don't really I don't really know who else to compare that to yeah uh you know who you certainly couldn't compare that to although he did end it well was Carson Wentz who really, who really was throwing to essentially me and you back there at the end of the year and still making things happen? But my God, Dude, that... that guy, man, I, I don't know, I don't know. Wentz is one of a kind, man. I mean, he got us that far with a practice squad. Yeah, From week five on, it was a practice squad. I mean, like everyone got hurt. Everyone, it was the total was decimation of their unbelievable. roster. Unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. And what's equally unbelievable is that dirty, dirty hit 
that he took that knocked him out of the game and forced some high school football coach to play quarterback <laughs> for us. I mean, that's you're, like the NFL needs to figure it out. That is, you, you there's there's something called a blindside block now. I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. When is it? When is it illegal to earhole someone in the NFL? But you can you can lead with the crown of your helmet to a guy that's already down and are and like giving himself up, and you can just spear him in the back of the helmet. I I don't know. There's, uh, that was like, that was probably the saddest time of this football season for me was when they were like Carson Wentz going to the medical tent and then immediately go to the locker room. I was like, this is it. Yeah, that. I also thought, I mean, we were really robbed of, like, a good game. I mean, too, because I really do feel like the Eagles and the Seahawks were such a weird team. And who knows, like, what was going to happen. And I feel like that one really could have been, like, an instant classic with just two court, two teams that, like, are so haphazard and are just, like, scrambling. And who knows where the ball is going to go. And I just, I felt that we were really, I was really excited for that game. And once Wentz goes down, it's just like, what can you do? I mean, McCown, like, has his ARRP card. You know, I just don't know what you can do with him. Dude, yeah, it was, it was so painful to watch. Like, he would, he he would take, like, a couple strides. Like, he would have 20 yards in front of him, and they're not even worried. (laughs) They're just like, give him the world. Let him try and run. We're going to tap, we're going to chase it down. Like, he won't get far. Like, it's, it was so sad to see. Yeah. Have you seen the movie The Replacements? Yes. <laughs> that's 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 what it reminded me of. It's not a bad like, not a bad analogy. But and we talked about this. I mean, there are some things to really like. I mean, Boston Scott. I mean, the name alone, Boston yeah. Scott. Like I just I got really excited uh, when he would just be running the ball. Um, and Miles Sanders also looked really, really explosive. I think it's nice to have those kind of two two playmakers back there. That's got to have you feel in a certain type of way. It does. It really does. I think it does. I like Boston Scott. I think he's a nice, um, he'll let Sanders be more of a, like an every down back. Yeah. Like Sanders is good. Sanders is good. He can catch, he can be like a little receiver, kind of a nice, like a, like a screen kind of go route guy. Um, he's, He's fun to watch, but I think if you give him a shot, he could be a really dynamic, like, three-down running back. Interesting. Um, okay. And, like, you know, sprinkling in, you know, Boston Scott, you know, Darren Sproles is retiring now. Yep. You know, not to say that he's anything like Darren Sproles, but he's small, he's quick. Yep. And he doesn't shy from contact. I mean, what's not to like? You know, you give Miles Sanders a rest and let this guy punch a couple of runs through. Yeah, I, I. It's fun. We've talked about it on this pod before, but I really do think there's a lot to like about you know the Saints do it, the Vikings did it, the Packers did it. Like this whole idea where you have your really explosive, dynamic guy who can really change a game for you, and then you just have the Latavius Murray, the Alexander Madison, the Boston Scott, like the guy who's like there to just kind of spell your workhorse and really just kind of take those like between the tackles touches and I feel like yep. that's going to be a more and more common approach just to preserve the the their team's real weapons and I feel like the Eagles have found themselves in a nice little spot there in regards to that. Yeah. So, 
I think that'll be really helpful. I think it's something that it's kind of a the level of excitement about a couple players that I don't think we've had in a couple years. Like since we drafted Carson Wentz, like people were excited to have you know Deshaun Jackson back, but like obviously that faded pretty quickly because he is a band aid. Can't stay on the field. But yeah. I mean, you know, we we're changing up our offensive coordinator, uh, which is good. I think. Hopefully that'll breathe a little life into into the team, you know, just a new way of looking at things. Because I think Doug Peterson is getting a little uh, little complacent back there. He's he's kind of losing my faith a little bit. Yeah, uh, there. I've been reading. There has been some interesting, like, is Doug Peterson what we thought he was? Think pieces I've came across and. I don't know, I haven't watched enough Eagles games to really give an opinion on it, but I was definitely feeling this same level of anxiety, apprehension about Doug Peterson from other folks. And, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, first first of all, like, the coach is not out there playing. You know, it's up to those guys to right. catch the ball and make a tackle. But, I like, the plays that he's calling, it's like, that didn't work. That didn't work two drives ago. Why are you trying it again? Interesting. Okay. Like, this sequence of plays is not, which, you know, it's second and nine. Why are we running the ball? Like, we're at our own 30-yard line. Like, we haven't gotten anywhere. You don't have a, your top-tier offensive line. Like, throw the ball to Zach Ertz. Like, let's let's play to our strengths. Uh, it's like he wasn't adapting to, to what he had, and it was just, um, it was really tough to watch sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it'll be an interesting offseason for them. But, I mean, here's the thing. Like, between Goddard, Ertz, Sanders, and Scott, I mean, you know, you can make— I mean, the the Patriots made do with— you know, they kind of revolutionized the league with the double tight sets. Um, you know, if you just get one burner, one wide receiver, you know, you could still be a really— you know, you're probably a piece or two away from being a real dangerous offense, I would imagine. Yeah, which is why I'm hopeful. I was looking— I was eyeing up the draft, actually. Like, there's a guy, I think he plays for Colorado. Um, I forget his name, but he's pretty big. He's like six. He's like 6'3", like 220. Yeah. And uh, he's supposed to be pretty good. Uh, I think he's projected as, like, our first our first rounder. Okay. Um, he's a wide receiver, so hopefully, like, if we – hopefully that's our focus. It's yeah. like, go get a, a star stud wide receiver that we can work on and and build a build an offensive around. Yeah, you know? like like a DK Metcalf, you know. Yep, exactly. Yep. Well, Which yeah. we had a chance to draft him last time. Neither anyway. here nor there. Uh, well, any other NFL thoughts for you, man? I know. Uh, I know there's a lot it, to talk about, but is there anything really pressing on you? That hit really just. I mean, every time I think about it, it makes my blood boil. Like that's just. I think in the uh, this may be I don't know if this is a good analogy or not, but the NHL they do this um, they do this replay review on hits where it's like a hit to the head or they think there might be a hit to the head or like a player gets injured and there's not a call or something like that um, and they'll like retroactively like slow it down a replay and be like this was a hit to the head like you know you can't do this you're suspended for two games or you're fined you know five thousand dollars or something yeah. I think the NFL should do that. Interesting. Like, like it, if you really want to take away 
the unnecessary head contact and the violent head injuries, like, you know, let's put player safety first. Kamish, let's, let's go. Wow. I mean, Fez, advocating for player safety. Amazing. I, mean, I, I, I just think it's stupid. Like, you can call a penalty for a body weight hit on a quarterback. So yeah. you're telling me that every kid that's ever learned how to hit like a blow-up pylon in Pop Warner football is hitting it wrong when they just tackle it and fall on it. Like, that's how you're supposed to tackle someone. You throw your body on top of them. Like, yeah. It, I don't know. It's I'm just, glad I don't have to be the one legislating that, but, it. I mean, yeah, the, the clowny thing is was a tough, really tough dirty. way. And then you listen to that, that guy talk about it. It's like, dude, you can't read or write English, but, like, <laughs> Oh, boy. Like, Was a a tough a tough go for the Eagles, and uh, it'll be interesting too to see, because I don't think they they didn't do anything after the fact either, right? Like they they they, they didn't find find Clowny, did they? No, there's no mechanism to do it, right? Like unless you're swinging your helmet at somebody, like the you know Steelers and Browns, it's not uh you know they don't review it. Yeah, it's like you should be reviewing these kinds of plays. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, it's a it's a violent game, and, and unfortunately, uh, Eagles really ended up on the wrong side of that one. Um, yeah, all year, all year, wrong side. Snake okay. It happens. It happens. Yep. Um, is there anything else? Any last NFL thoughts before we move into the meat and potatoes of this, Fez? No, I'm I'm really excited for the Super Bowl this year. I just picked my my. Super Bowl squares today. Great. And I and I also picked Joe's Super Bowl squares. I can't believe Joe gave you that power, but he's. <laughs> so, I, I I was thinking about. I think like my name must be like one of the top ones when you open up when you hit the ad symbol and it like, <laughs> suggests names. You just like click the first one. He's <laughs> like, oh fuck, okay. Um. Yeah. Agreed. You know, it's a week away. We got to deal with a week of storylines, but uh, yeah, I'm also equally excited for the Super Bowl. Um, but I am, there's one more thing I am more excited about than the Super Bowl, and that is the fantasy draft of 2020. Uh, we will be using the same format, so I'm trying to get the place scheduled by February 1st this year. So for everyone listening, um, just earlier is better. I think we can even get a little discount too if we get six months out. So, uh, so that's another thing. And then Labor Day is also very late this year. So Labor Day is actually September 7th. So, oh, that is a little, yeah. so right. yeah, so we, uh, we have a little bit extra time here, so I'd love to get this taken away. So, as, like I said, we'll be doing the same format, just kind of letting folks meander, hear their thoughts on pros and cons of each, and then if they have an additional one they would like to be considered, they can throw that out there as well. So, with that in mind, Fez, what did you think about the, the slate of, I'm going to say three because that's what it was, but it was technically four, but at the Pittsburgh one was more of a joke. But what did you think of the slate of three? What, what came to your mind when you first saw the list? Uh, well, I texted you after I read it. I appreciate the friendly jab. I can always, I can always, you know. That's for free, Fez. You know, opening line. I don't I think know. great. I think San Diego is a great idea. Uh, I've been there. I think it's, I think it's really cool. Uh, it's got like, it would 
fill all of our like late night party needs and just you know general mayhem yeah but it's also it's also really family friendly so it would be very easy to just have like a low key like game night or whatever like i mean the weather's perfect all the time like it doesn't get much below 55 degrees like it's i mean it's just it's perfect um and it's on the beach what's not to love yeah, I mean, San Diego, I mean, when I, I, there is something you said in there, Fez, that was like a big reason why I went with San Diego, which was, I do feel like it's the vibe that we like, it or my, like, I feel like Charleston was similar in this regard, where it's a place that you can go out and you can drink, but it's not like totally predicated on that the way like a New Orleans would be, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of more the vibe that our group is gravitating towards and I feel like San Diego fits in nicely with that yeah I mean like I've been there you know and you don't have to be in downtown San Diego to enjoy it like Oceanside um, I think there's a seaside down there too like there's just all these different towns that kind of run up the coast and it's just I mean it's beautiful I mean it's beautiful women the beautiful beaches like just it would be a town that we could easily get lost in but also just really enjoy ourselves and, and hang out with each other instead of going out to a pseudo like you said a pseudo strip club in, in Arizona what do you, are, is there anything Fez San Diego from the negative side do you think we should consider um, I mean it's pretty far away right like it's it's all the way on the coast um, you know so I, I'm, I'm probably the farthest one, so selfishly, like, that would kind of suck, but you know what? I'm, it's not a big deal for me to, it's a flight, right? Yeah, okay. So, um, other than that, you know, it's California, so, you know, renting a car, I, we don't really do that, but, like, getting around might be, you know, it's pretty reliant on cars, so Ubers would be a lot, taxis would be a lot, um, like, if we're not in downtown San Diego, it'll be a long drive to get in there. Um, okay. From my experience, like you have to go on the freeway to get around. There's not like a, a small back road to take you there. You know, you really have to, um, you know, get on the highway. But okay. Um, yeah, I think San Diego would be would be a blast. I think. Like Michigan or, or the lake up there? I forget where you said that was. Yeah, I pretty much just said like random Michigan lake town. Like New Haven or Traverse or Sagatuck. There's a bunch of places around in there. Yeah, I think a lake weekend, you're spot on. You're 100% right. The Getting the most out of our Airbnb, like, you know, per square foot. I mean, last year in Arizona, we didn't have to leave the place if we didn't want to because it was you know first of all it was hot as shit and it was kind of far to get to downtown and the casino and stuff but um you know i think being on a lake would be really cool kind of kind of buffered from the outside world which would be good um i think you know we could maybe cut loose a little more um not have to worry about getting into any trouble with the neighbors or anything like that if you're just kind of surrounded by woods um you know bonfires at the lake always a good time 
swimming, boating, that kind of, like, I think it could be really fun. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, I, I said it last year, too, and, and Arizona just kind of reinforced it, but it, it really is, what, part of the fun of the whole trip is really just, like, the whole eye-opening, like, holy shit, this is our Airbnb, and I was looking around in Michigan, and there are just some truly, like, spectacular spots we could have, um, you know, and then, you know, like, I guess it, for you, you have a flight regardless, but for a lot of folks, like, you know, they can save a little bit more on, you know, uh, most... yeah, drive, like, carpooling, like, right, and I, I don't know, man, like, kind of being on a lake and, you know, I feel like a lake town would be a little more cut off from kind of the world, kind of reality a little bit. Yes. So, you know, it's not, you're sitting outside and you're just kind of, you're there. You're, all you have to worry about is the lake. Yeah. You know, you're not really hearing highways or sirens or anything like that. I think that would be, I think that would be really cool. Yeah. And, and there's a lot to be said for two, like a lot of the place, the one, my biggest critique of the Airbnb in Scottsdale is it didn't have a ton of like out like it had the pool which was awesome but it didn't have a lot of like outside of the pool area like land you know um and a lot of the Airbnbs I'm looking at you know you have you know maybe a hundred square yards of just grass you know that we could play spike ball we could play flag we could play touch football we could play cornhole like there's just yeah. a, we could really kind of spread out and then the sun sets on the lake and they have a bonfire and yeah, like with, to your point about like kind of really disconnecting and just feeling off the grid, I feel like it would be a lake house is really cool in that respect. Yeah, and I think it would be, um, yeah, I just think like going swimming in the lake, like throwing Tom off the dock in the, in the lake, like trying to drown Tom, <laughs> like I think, I think that would be fun, you know? Yeah, agreed. Um Anything else? Did Austin any 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 read on Austin for you? I've heard nothing but good things from about Austin. I don't know a lot about it. Yeah. Um, I also don't know when South by Southwest is. Is that in October or is that over Labor Day? Oh, I think that is. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think it's over Labor Day. Yeah, I mean that would be really cool, like to do to do Austin. I've never been to Texas, so. Um, some Texas barbecue. I bet we could find a shooting range down there. Uh, that yeah, would be. I, we could. I feel like. I feel like Austin would be, kind of like Scottsdale, where we could find a sick Airbnb with a pool or something, or, you know, all the accommodations we need, but also be kind of close to nice restaurants, a bar scene. Yeah. Like. Um, I, that would, you know, that would be a good experience. I think. Yeah, I'll. You know, I Ian Kyle's kind of an enigma when it comes to the pod, and I feel like he only comes on. You know, he came on and where he's living. I thought he was in Austin. He's not in Austin. He's in Denver. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So, I'm. I'll talk. I'll reach out to him and see like what his thoughts are. Um, to be honest, a big part of me picking Austin was because Ian. I like picking places where we at least have one car available. Um, yeah. So, like for example, this was. Like, San Diego, if we did San Diego, I would drive to San Diego, so we would at least have my car. Um, okay. 
So, and like, I was thinking Austin, because Ian Kyle would be there. I, I get a little, it just sucks having to Airbnb to get groceries. That's a total pain in the ass. Um, yeah, to like, to like pay money to go pay more money. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I'm going to, so I'm still going to reach out to Ian Kyle, if even if he doesn't come on the pod and hear his thoughts on Austin. Because um, I still, I've never been there either, and I've heard nothing but good things too, but I do, it'll be interesting to see, like, I do think the vibe of that one, I think Austin, honestly, might be the most expensive of the three, when you consider Airbnb, the activities we would do, and the flight down there, I think would be, would be my guess, but just because I feel like San Diego would be, it'd be expensive to get there, and the Airbnb would be expensive, but I don't know, like, once we're on the beach, like, it's not like we're going to be going out a bunch, you know, eating out a bunch, but... Yeah, I mean, like, there's, like, the cool thing that I liked about San Diego was, I mean, it was, it was every bit of a beach town, but, like, it was a community, too. Like, there was, you know, little mom-and-pop shops that, like, everyone talked about, uh, but it wasn't, like, some, you know, you could tell that it was open year-round. Yeah. Um, so it's a it, it was a lot of fun. I've been there twice. Okay. Um, and you got like the San Diego Zoo. Like I'm sure Joe and Spears could find <laughs> some things to laugh at at the zoo. I'm sure they could. Um, Fez, is there any other is there any other one that you would like to throw into the hat to be considered that you're thinking about locations you think. You know, I, I mean, I've thought about it a couple times, and I think I talked about this maybe on the pod last year, last season. Like, Vancouver is an awesome city. Okay. Uh, like, and Imhoff can talk more about it probably than I can. I was there 10 years ago, but, um, like, it's just a cool, like, Victoria, and, like, up, you know, that part of town, like, the, the sounds up there, and, like, the the bay and it's just a really really fun really young town um what's, and it's international it'll be our first international trip so there you go what's like uh, the be, is it like an outdoorsy place like what's kind of the uh like look and feel of a vancouver i got the impression that it was kind of like boston in the summertime interesting okay um, because I was up there in the winter, but like the bay and the rivers kind of intertwine with the city. Like, so you'll like walk to the end of a block and you're like, oh, there's a river here. There's a bay. And like, you know, then you walk around and it's, it's kind of there. There's like big mountains around, around there. Like Whistler, um, is not too far from there, but, um, you know, in the summertime I could see it being like a like a Boston Cape Cod kind of place like lots of boating lots of fishing lots of like water sports things like that um my roommate's playing the violin um but yeah like um it would be and in the summer it gets you know it's kind of like San Diego or Seattle where it gets up to maybe like 70 80 degrees during the day and cools down into the 50s and 60s like Okay. It would just be a really comfortable, like, similar, I'm sure you could find a similar, like, lake house type of environment, yeah. you know, on the outskirts of the city, but 
um, the city and the nightlife, you know, was was awesome. Okay, so Vancouver, I yeah. dig it. I'll take a look into that too. So Fez, with the with what you're seeing, if, you know, gun to your head, if you had to choose of the selection, which one's speaking to you the most right now? Do you have a preference? Are you cool with any of them? The only two that I would be super, super excited for, like, you know, I would be talking about it for, for the time you decide, probably be like San Diego or the lake. Okay. Um, you know, I think I kind of lean towards more the lake, like, more towards the lake because I've never really done that before. Uh huh. Um, and I think this with this group, I think that could be really fun. Um, you know, yeah. San Diego, San Diego would be equally as fun. Um, but you're right. I think it might get. You know, it might be one of those things where you have to Uber places. You know, if you you know you'll have your car, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I think, you know, it's interesting, I, you know, we, we did, like, you know, we've done, like, the couple Midwest, then we did the beach town in Charleston, then we did kind of, like, the cool, trendy city in Scottsdale, but we haven't had a lake one yet, and I do think it's kind of cool, exhausting all possible, like, environments before we start you know, going back to, like, a lake town again, you know, or, or, or a beach town, you know? Yeah, and, like, the cool thing about San Diego is, like, it's a beach town, but it's also kind of a big city. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, I love San Diego. I would be totally down to do, to do San Diego, and, like I said, I think, I think a lake, something with a boat, I think that would be fun, get Ian Kyle behind the, behind the wheel of a boat. Hey, yeah. That would be sure that would lead to, to nothing but good things agreed on that one okay well any other last thoughts fez on fantasy draft locations things we should consider fantasy stuff nfl stuff before we let you go here no i'll just i, I didn't i didn't start this off that way which i i should have i forgot to write it down but it's good to hear from you champ hey thank you it feels great it's good to uh I may be the only one that's a little bit happy that you won. I don't know if that's a popular opinion in the league. It doesn't seem rather, to be. I'd rather have you win twice than have Gertz win. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I am. Uh, <clears throat> Fez, I'm you 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 sent me a few uh, good luck texts or love to see it texts throughout my uh, playoff ride, and uh, it meant a lot because you were the only guy in my corner. So just just know that those those texts really. Uh, Really kept me going throughout the ride. Hey, so. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> take down, take down Gertz and moral support. Hey man. Well, hey, it was a great talk, my man. Thanks for your thoughts. Uh, and let's. Uh, I'll see you in Cape May. Any thoughts on Cape May before I let you go? Bennett, I know you didn't have any decision making thoughts at <laughs> all, but you picked a great spot to have a wedding. Cape May is is a lot of fun. Um, I'm excited that you guys get to see like the real Jersey Shore, um, which is what Cape May is. Atlantic City's not far away. You know, we could go go bet. There's real betting in, in Atlantic City. They have crafts there. Uh-oh. Dan, looking at you. So we can go go play some dice games. Sports betting is legal in New Jersey. You can 
place your bets, be a lot of fun. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I think I guess the NBA playoffs will be going right around. Maybe hockey too. We could get some action yep. in. Um, yep. But yeah, I think uh, I mean it's crazy. But what is what's what's Bennett's wedding again? May fourteenth, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, that weekend. It might be the sixteenth. Um, on my calendar. It's on my calendar too, Bennett. Don't you worry. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna take I'll be taking off that Thursday, I think, and going up. So Bennett, let me know when you figure out the hotel situation, cause I'm coming. Yeah, I mean it's uh, who know? I mean all bets are off on this one, man. I uh, I was I don't think Leslie's gonna be there, unfortunately, but I will be there, and really really in full force. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's what. I, I'm just gonna be riding high on Euphoria. And... Oh wow! Is this is this another Alec playing pool with a attractive <laughs> blonde girl? No. Like is that? It won't be we... that, but it'll be uh, it'll be just a, I'll be I'll be in rare form. I have a feeling. <laughs> um. That's, <laughs> that's fun. I, I like that thought. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Well, it's great hearing from your feds. Uh, and uh, yeah, let take it easy, my man. Thanks again for coming on. Yeah, take it easy.